Welcome to Revere Assets, Your Money, with Danny Stewart. You never know how far the stock is going to go down. Tim Razor. Danny knows I'm a geek for all of this stuff. And Don Vandenborg. Telling it like it is. If you're seeking the best stock knowledge this side of Wall Street, you've come to the right place. I'm sorry, did I steal your stuff? No, you didn't steal any thunder. Who's handling this segment? (laughs) For the next hour, Danny, Tim, and Don will be talking investing. Investing is 90% psychological, and I love that. Trades. The market will usually overshoot to the downside and to the upside. And dumpster fires. Because it doesn't matter what you think or what I think, and it matters even less what Danny thinks. And now, here's your hosts... Danny, Tim, and Don. best show the best parts of the show always happen before the show so we're getting ready to tape your stockers market lovers it's friday it's inflation friday the highest inflation since 1982 volker 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 sunday 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 will kill inflation markets reversing as we speak but we'll get to all that in a second but hunter says hey guys i got to do something real quick i'm okay to start the show but can you not come to me like in the first three to five minutes and i'm like hunter i can guarantee you i'm not going to come to you in 27 minutes <laughs> now granted me mommy wants me to go to you right away so i'm mentioning you <laughs> Right away, me. I've got my Mimani quota, and I have said Hunter three times, four times in the first opening segment of this show. But Hunter said, "Don't come to him," which means come to him. And anyone who's followed the you Michael just School, outed him. well, yeah, anyone who's followed <laughs> the Michael right. School uh, Office of Management uh, program, right? Everybody knows that you do the opposite of what is asked of you. So I went to Hunter, came back from Hunter, and now we're going to start the show. And then Alex goes, "See, I'm going to Alex too." I don't know if Alex has a me mommy in his life, but just in case, uh, Alex goes, "Hey, that's a great picture of Don." Speaking of which, Stockers, Mark Lovers, it's Danny Stewart. I'm Tim Razor, uh, uh, Hunter Mazingo, Alex Katutis, uh, Don Vandevoort, not with us today, but always, always, always with us in spirit. So listen, Stock Nerds and Market Lovers, it is Zach. Zach. Yeah. What time of year is it? It's Christmas time. It's Christmas time. So right. look, uh, as we end uh, as we end 20, I'll tell you what, bring me up. Yeah. As they say in the uh, audio world, will you uh, pot me up, please, as we... As we start uh, entering towards uh, the Christmas season, oh, we get in the crazy. holiday spirit, uh, and we journey, sojourn, as you would say, into a new year in 2022. Let's have a chat, perhaps, perhaps by a fireside. Fireside chat. Yeah, let's talk about a couple of things, and some things that have been on my mind recently um, with markets. Uh, some technical, like you can use this to make or sit, make or save. Make, or, make yourself or save yourself some money, like right away. We're going to do that first. But then I, I've got something really interesting, and I, I think that's more more geared towards a uh, fire. But that is a good fire I built. It is. Yeah, crack them. You yeah. hear that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know who that is. That's one of the Rice Krispie guys. I, was like, I think it's Pop. <laughs> could be could be snap. Okay, it could, could be him too. Sure they make good kindling, I hear. Yeah. So funny thing. So uh, we have a fireplace at the house. Yeah. And um, I've got I've got some. Let me let me exit out of this real quick. I and I'll bring it back. Don't don't. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't think the joke's For not. Sure. Yeah. Don't think the joke's over. No. no. Um, so I've got youngins, right? I've got a uh, I've got a. Uh, well, we have a thirteen year old, and then we have a uh, four year old, and then we have a 19, 20 month old. You know, she's going to be uh, two here. Nora. Uh, come, yeah. No, Nora, come April. And then we have one on the way. 
And so it's it. So we do not put the fireplace on because these people cannot be trusted. <laughs> 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 these people cannot be trusted around fire. Last time we had the fireplace on was when uh, the entire state of Texas uh, shut the power off. You know, and so we, yes, oh, and yes. so we put the fireplace on for that. So uh, Nora and Remy, you know, like we we can't. Where are they? I'm trying to find. I might have them. They're here somewhere. The, the internet's not loading right for Timmy right now. Anyway, they're here. That's Nora if she moves. Anyway, so I put on, we have, Aunt, we have Alexa devices, mm -hmm. you know, like with the screens. Mm -hmm. And so there's one in the kitchen. And so what I'll do is I'll put the fireplace on. I put you, just what I did right here. Like I'll put uh, the, the fireplace on and um, on the Alexa screen. So it looks like we have a fire going, right? And Remy, Remy thinks it's all cool, right? And, and so we left last night to go see um, Christmas lights. You know, some neighborhoods do it really big. Out yeah, there. Yep. And so we like driving around seeing the Christmas lights. And I swear to God, as God is my witness, we're leaving. Tanya comes back into the house. Now, I don't know if this was her pregnant brain or what, but Tanya comes back into the house. Like, she got, she got the kids strapped in. I was getting, like, one last thing, maybe filling a water bottle for the kids or something. And she comes back in, and I'm not making this up. She goes, Alexa, home. She put out the fire. I looked at her. I'm like, did you just put out the fire, like, for safety? And she looked at me. She goes, maybe. <laughs> just, like, she literally put out the digital fire. And I'm like, God bless. Anything could happen. <laughs> yeah, fire safety is important. I, 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 right? Yeah. Well, I'm notorious for leaving candles on, so I, Ooh, I yeah. so it must be ingrained. And in, Danny's like, "Yes, you are," and so it must be ingrained in her brain that always come back in and look for sources of fire. Yeah, so I got it. a water spray bottle yeah, at the she's, office. She's got the Alexa device, and I'm like, "Oh my!" God. It was like one of the funniest things I've seen. But look, Stockton's Mark Lovers, real quick before we start, I talked about this in the video on uh, Wednesday, and I just want to highlight a different facet of what I talked about. So I talked about moving average stack and these. Uh, there's a uh, Revere Asset community out there. Okay, there are, they live on Zoom. It's run by uh, friends of Revere, uh, and they they're the ones who uh, they do up these charts. They come up with strategy, and they're just just a group of individuals that are like yourself. They like to talk markets and learn and grow. And so it's a, I don't have a better word than wholesome right now, but it's not like one of these uh, crappy YouTube communities. I, I shouldn't have used that word crappy, but I don't have a better word right now. Um, where like they're just jawing at each other or it's a tout service or buy my penny stock. It's nothing like that. It's just really great people uh, going, hey, has anyone seen this facet? Or what if we tried this? You know, like they're just learning from each other. And that, that I think is awesome. And so anyway, it's a digital meetup, if you would. And they do it on Zoom and there's different rooms. But uh, the white bar is uh, theirs. And so um, and I was talking about like when you get a white bar, you don't get many white bars on a daily chart of the S&Ps. And I went through the different indices. And I highlighted that when you get a white bar and, it, and the moving averages aren't sequential, and you can go back and watch this video at Revere Asset. I'll show you where to find it here in a second or two. Uh, but you want like the 5 on top of the 8 exponential on top of the 21 exponential on top of the 34, uh, the 50, and the 200. When you get a white bar with sequential stacking, those are pretty powerful, right? And so you kind of want to pay attention to those. And so... Can you explain the white bar so people... Can oh, yeah. Them? Okay, there's, there's a few more uh, entities into one I'm going to say. But what I don't want to do is overwhelm people. It, it, at the heart of it, there, it's price and volume, and it's momentum. It's a 5-8 cross with volume. There's other okay. factors into okay. it, okay? okay? 
So, but then I'm, I got thinking about this and, and so this is the best part about this community. And I don't, I, I, I don't spend my days in there. I just kind of, but I need better words than lurk and crappy. They're, they're, I mean, if <laughs> you don't lurk in there, no, that's I, good to know, Tim. Right, we don't like, want you lurking no, around. Yeah, right. Like lurk is it's not a good word. Like lurk is what you like. It used to be romantic when you threw rocks at the window and held the boombox above your head. Sure. In twenty twenty one, you're just a stalker when right. you do that. Right? You're lurking. Yeah, you're lurking. That's lurk, not good. lurking's not good. So it, I'm like, well, what if we did equal weight? So let me give you the side picture real quick here, Stockner. So what you're looking at are the SP futures on a daily chart. And I'm like, you know, that's an interesting site picture that I see here. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. What if we did RSP? Is it different? Like, do you get clear signaling? And so, well, what would be the difference? So with the S&Ps, whether it's SPY, S&P futures, they're weighted. And they're weighted by, you know, like Tesla is the number 10 stock market in the S&P. Cap, yeah. Market cap, yeah. Apple, of course, holds sway. But what if you just equaled them out? Like Danny, yeah, like Danny.com is as worth as more worth as much as Tesla. You just equal weighted all the 500 stocks. Do you get so each stock is one five hundredth of that yeah. in index? And I thought I, I and I did. I now this is the truth here. I only thought of this on one of the drives with the kids picking them up from daycare. So it might have been yesterday. It might have been. I've been this morning. I don't know. It, it all blends together after a while. But I, I have not. The noise in your head. <laughs> yeah, like like it's filled with honest to God, like it feel like I, I I was like I got to remember to tell that Alexa story, and then I got to make sure Zach knows I wanted to have a fire. Yeah, like after that, it's whatever has whatever there's room left for, right? right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so did I take all the kids out of the back of the car? Like always a concern. And by the way, Nora sounds like a pterodactyl. Oh yeah, yeah. Like she, uh, like it is like we like. We gave birth in a Flintstone era, and the baby squawks. What does that mean? She screeches a lot. I mean, oh my gosh, does she screech? Okay. <laughs> like, like she is like her way of communicating. It sounds the same, like every word. So, uh, to give you an example, <laughs> like imagine a dog <clears throat> that does the head tilt. Now, was that yeah. asking for milk, or I got to go potty? Yeah, well, you got to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. And this is the thing. So Remy's on this kick. Remy loves his sister. So Remy's like, Nora, can you say the word fence? Huh? She said fence. <laughs> okay, maybe. Nora, can you say the word truck? Huh? Same damn sound. <laughs> and, and Remy's like, she said truck. And I'm like, after 20 minutes of this, I am getting into heaven because I have not complained once. That she ain't saying anything different here. Right. But Remy in his heart believes he is teaching her how to speak. It's just different levels and volumes of squawking speaks, right now. He speaks Nora. Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. But it is a lot of squawking and it is loud. Girl, girl, girl's got some pipes on her. The apple doesn't fall far, huh? No, no. no. When she said, you know what she told me? Oh. She's going to get to Hunter in 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. She's not even going to come to Hunter. <laughs> She's just going to, she told me in the car, hey, I'm just going to squawk right over him. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so here we go. <laughs> I like that joke. Yeah. And so here we go. So, so Tim's entertaining himself. Tim's got it. I often say uh, that if I'm bored, the listener is bored. Not but today. It, no, not today. <laughs> but if I'm animated and I'm enjoying, that's the other thing about markets too, by the way, that markets will wear you down, right? Like this, is, this time of year specifically, I have found that if you've been staring at the charts all year or fretting, fretting's better. Boy, that's a good word. Fretting. Fretting. You just say, does anyone say fret anymore? 
Am Guitar, I like guitarist? Am I the first person today? Do you think in the world anyone said the word fret other than me? I'm going with me. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Fret. Uh, so <laughs> people are fretting over like all like, t- I mean, inflation is at 40 year highs. Come on. Like, like, hey, four year highs. 40, 40 year. 40, 40 year. Okay, yeah. Right. Like, so when, when, when someone said, hey, what did you accomplish this year? What did you achieve? I mean, the, the U.S. government stands and goes, we got inflation at a 40-year high. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. And then Kamala says, we did it, Joe. And so the, this is political as I'll get. And, so, <laughs> I, and every time I pump gas and someone puts those, I did that stickers on the gas pumps, makes me laugh every time. I can admit to that, folks. Have you seen those around town? Oh, my gosh. They're all everywhere. Oh <laughs> and so they make me laugh. I think there's more of them in Rockwall than they are in my, t- my part of town. I well, I I found them down in San Antonio too. All right, I'm getting off base. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, they're down there. Yeah. What is down there? The I did that sticker where it's uh, Joe uh, pointing to the gas price. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a picture of the president. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did San that. Antonio. I'll tell you. Later. Yeah. So it was over a weekend. So um, not for very long either. And so, uh, but they're everywhere. Like yeah. they're they're in a lot of Bucky's. I'll tell you that much. God, uh, a Texas icon. And so anyway, back to RSP. <laughs> So, which is the equal, equal weight S and P one five hundred of a of a of a of a price move there, in the stock. So anyway, like, do you get better signaling? And I noticed right away that like if you go back to the S and P futures chart, you can go back and forth stock charts. Just pause the video, rewind. There's more. Um, there's more. Uh, mover moving average volume moving average stacks. In the S&P equal weight, it's easier. What I'm trying to get at, it's easier. It's easier to decipher. I literally looked at this two minutes before. And I'm like, let me, because I, I didn't really put too much study into it. But the first thing, and that's the whole thing about markets too. Like the information that you're trying to trade or indulge in should pop out at you. If you got to stare more than like four seconds at a chart going, is it for me? Like that, 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 that tells you it's not for you. Right. If you got to find ways, just drill it down. If you're like, well, the car doesn't feel good when I sit in it. Like if you got to find ways to make it work for you, it probably isn't the best fit for you. And you can say that about cars, uh, clothing, spousal units, stock charts. (laughs) And so like, look at this here. Uh, You know, you get I've noticed right away that when I get a white bar signal, I've got more moving average stacks. And that to me is probably an easy, like right here's the first one I see where we don't, we don't quite have the moving average stack and, and over here and look at those results, right? But that's only two and the other chart had ma- many more. And so I think a way to make life easier on you because when I was thinking about markets grinding people down, they get tired. This market, like we were talking earlier, let me show you Stockner. It's like, Jim, what do you mean this market's grinding people down? It's great. Well, before you go too far there, Tony the Tiger, let's look at a five-minute chart just of today. And so you're like, well, Tim, what am I really looking at here? Well, let me zoom zoom in here. You had a market that was up at 4,700. You're already 25 points off. Like, those, those, and, and Danny, those used to be big moves. Mm-hmm. Those used to be big moves. And my thought after the inflation data came up and the markets went higher, I'm like, I bet you they sell into this. Now, whether they sell mm-hmm. it off is a different story. But the, the, the facts are now, the facts are now that you have this massive price inflation. And by the way, it's backwards looking. Jay Powell clung 
clinged? Uh, without dying. I know it's not clang. <laughs> clang, 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 want the J-Pow. Ring, 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 want the, anyway. Um, <laughs> when I get Alex. Noises in Tim's head. When I get Alex. I <laughs> no, know, I'm, just, uh, <laughs> I'm laughing because there's a picture of Don holding the trophy. Don, Don holding the trophy. Yeah, sorry. Like really good timing. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what Zach does, man. Yeah. So, um, the timing was impeccable. Like, like J-Pow clung, clanged, clinged to transitory, hoping that it was all backwards looking. And it hasn't been. Well, maybe next month it'll be. Maybe next month it'll be. It can't be transitory with the wage inflation that's taken place. Things have to cost more to pay people more. And I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm amazed. Like, and, I, and this is a serious thought. Starbucks is paying people eight, fifteen to twenty-three dollars. Twenty-two dollars an hour. To, 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 to serve coffee. And, I, and that's, I'm not demeaning Starbucks. I don't, that's not the point of this. But if you're doing something that's really taxing on your body for work and it's the same pay, why wouldn't you go to Starbucks, which needs help too? Right. Like, yeah. like if you're on your feet, like I guess Starbucks are on your feet, but like if you're like lifting, I don't know, concrete boulders for a living at $15 an hour, Starbucks is going to pay you $5 more an hour to come in and, and, and lift coffee cups and, and just be a genuine, great human being. I'm doing that all day long. Tim, I got a I got a good story to parlay off that. Oh, go ahead. So my uncle has a kitchen and bath company in New Jersey, and there was a summer. Uh, he's like, "You want to come do a little work?" I was like, "Yeah, sure." So we were demoing this kitchen, and I was helping bring stuff all the way down the stairs and throwing it in the dumpster. And after two days, I laid down on that couch after the two days of work, and I looked at my dad and said, "I am gonna definitely bust my butt in school. There's nothing wrong with hard labor. I just I guess I wasn't cut out for it." It's one of the hardest jobs is to do like whether it's landscaping or demoing or construction props to people that yeah. reality that. check. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. so, um, I mean, think about this. If you want a big macro view, like people are getting out of like football early, they go and make their money and then they're done because it takes a toll on you. And so, I mean, it, it's great when you make it, right? I mean, like this many people make it into the NFL, but, you know, before you can get paid. So anyway, I think if you really want to up your game here and so make life a little less taxing on you, I think, like, if you look at QQEW, like you look at the equal weights, I'm going to get this off of a five-minute chart, and I want to make sure What is that, this ETF? Yeah, the Q, equal weight, uh, equal weight, um, Oh, it's the same. Okay. Okay. Yep. QQEW. Gotcha. We're on year-to-date charts, and now I'm just I'm just looking for uh, I'm looking for white bars, like white bars with moving average stacks, and like they're not here, but I think the equal weights are easier for folks. So if someone is out there formulating their trading plan, and they're like, well, "What can I do to be more efficient with my time?" Might, might I suggest? And you can do double equal weights. There's double, there's double ETF. You, if you want the volatility, there's a double or a triple for you out there. <laughs> and so uh, you can find equal weight. I mean, you can find double equal weights in most of the ETFs out there. And so, but I think the equal weights are easier to trade. And if, you, and if you're like, well, I don't even want to trade them. I just want to know what's going on. Great. Let's look at this equal weighting. Let me show you this right here. And then, then we're going to get back to our fireside chat. This is a daily chart of the NASDAQ equal weight. So Microsoft equals Apple, Apple equals 
Tesla, Tesla equals Oracle, Oracle equals Salesforce.com, and so on. Okay. And equals the bottom 100 you've never heard That's of. That's exactly, yeah, exactly. Equals 99 and 100. Okay. Look at this. This isn't a moving average stack. What is this? This is so useful. It gives that true indication of what's really going Let's on. Let's just pause the show lives. there for a second. When he said, this is so you, and I'm like, please say, not, I, I, I didn't know if he was going to say less after the letter U. <laughs> and, and, and I'm not being facetious. I literally said, Jesus, Alex, we're live taping your films. Please, you're like, like there, yeah, was a, me. there was a hey, millisecond. Edit that. Edit that out. <laughs> there was like a split second. Um, like my body shivered. Like your, your I, heart stopped. That stopped your heart. I, I literally was like, thank God I'm a graduate of the Connecticut School of Broadcasting upstairs from the CVS because you couldn't tell outwardly. But inwardly, I literally pooped, I pooped my pants. Really? Oh, I was like, I didn't know where he was going to go. And I'm like, I was about to say, mark the tape. Oh, we got to take I it out. Come on. This. <laughs> but he went with full. Not yeah. less. This is useful. <laughs> this is useful. This is good. <laughs> it is very useful. And, and no one's more happier than me because for a split second, I was like, okay. And where do we go from there? Mm. <laughs> and so, so look at this chart though. Like, this isn't great. Like, this is middling. This is just like, eh. This is like, hey, you went on a date. How'd it go? Meh. Hey, well, did you enjoy dinner? Meh. Like, it's not, it's not awesome. But like, when you look here, like, look, let's look at QQQ. It's going to take us out. That, that site picture is much better. Stock nerds, what you infer from this? Now, you're like, you know, TM, I don't like your jokes. I don't like the way, I don't like the jib of your mug. Like the what? The I, I, went, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I think he just made that up. That real crazy. Is that like a West Pennsylvania rural? I think, I think, I think it's <laughs> in the 1800s. What the heck was that? A jib of your mug. Jib of, how do you spell that? Jib? Is that a slur? That's making the highlight real. Jib of your Don't get jib. That's true. Oh my gosh. Don't let the market jib. Those folks are the Noises in Tim's head. (laughs) (laughs) So what you can do. That should be the title of the show, The Noises in Tim's Head. I don't know if anyone will click on it, though. (laughs) That's the the problem. Yeah. So so here's the thing. Like, you look at these two charts, the equal weights, S&P, Qs, doesn't matter. Now, you don't see it on my screen. But what you're really looking at is a picture of what, Daniel? Breath. The breadth. breadth of the markets. Well, it tells me that the large mega cap, certain companies up there are doing well and hoping, exactly. holding up the indices, but small cap, mid cap, the other. The other stocks are, are not doing yes. it. And so that's a warning sign. Eventually, look, it doesn't mean the markets. And so I say this, it's price before conviction. Okay. You think something is up, but until it ha- you know, until you get the, the kindling that lights the fire. You, you don't take action, okay? Or Alexa. Or Alexa, right. Alexa, yeah, like until you fire up those, like, by the way, every time we mention Alexa, I bet you people's devices are going off. So if we said, Alexa, open fireplace. Alexa, light my fire. Oh, I wonder if they're going to play the doors now. Mm. Interesting. Hmm. So um, when you look at this, you're really looking, and you compare the charts, you're looking at the overall breadth of the markets, and the breadth is not good. That's a problem. So if a couple stocks, you know, and they're big stocks because Apple can lift, absolutely lift the overall markets. Let's not, 
Let's not make any bones about that. But if the overall, eventually they get weak. And in those markets, when they get, when it's a couple stocks doing all the heavy lifting, when they just, they don't have to crumble. I'm not saying they're going to crumble, but when they need a break and they just got to go sit down and take a rest. Puts market under pressure. Oh my, it, but it's not just pressure. It's immense pressure. It's swift pressure. Yeah. It's fast pressure. And that therein lies the problem. I want you to look at what the key. Let, let's look at the NASDAQ futures. NASDAQ futures. Uh, we ended the morning call, Danny, Don, and I. We ended the morning call. And NASDAQ futures were up at 142 points. NASDAQ futures are now red. Okay. I think it behooves people, as we go into the end of the year, to take a gander at equal weight charts. You're going to get you're going to get a truer sense of what's really happening under the surface. And what's happening on the surface, it, in, my, in my opinion, is not good. They, I, I, I didn't voice it on the call. I wish I did. You know, like, sure, you thought that, TM. Well, it helps when I voice my thoughts. But as Danny noted, there's a lot in there. And so um, they, all, all the voices don't come out. And so it's like, I bet you they sell into this because this is, the, this is not transitory. And it's not going away. And we know that wages didn't go up 8% this year. Inflation did. Wages have not. That's a problem. We're not all on electric vehicles yet. The energy, the energy inflation is real. More trucks are sold in America than any other vehicle to the point where Ford only makes one car, the Mustang. That's it. They gave up on cars a couple years ago. Like, we can't make money here. What do trucks do? They take more energy. What, what, is, what, is, what does it cost to produce food? Energy. If energy continues, and you're like, well, Tim, Tim, pull up that chart of crude. Crude's not in an all-time. Look at that. Crude chart's down. Inflation is here. Imagine you, I don't have a good example. Uh, you, crude energy costs were just like the start. Like energy costs going up were just the start, Okay. Now the fire's lit. Everybody needs to get paid more. Well, how do you pay people more? You charge more. You charge more at the pump. You charge more at the store. You charge more anywhere. <laughs> oh, but politicians have already said that just because you have uh, higher cost inputs for the companies that are inflated, that doesn't mean they'll pass them on to the consumer. What? What? Infl so it's here. So now what do we do? Well, Jay Powell has done the, may, might I say, the best job at telling you what he's going to do. Make no bones about it. He screamed it from the rooftops in front of Congress. Like, no one can be in denial about what's coming. I'm going to slow this down. I'm going to, even though I'm going to be buying bonds still, I'm slowing the train down, and come spring, I'm probably raising rates. Be prepared. And any wager on that? Well, whether it happened, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, like the, the only way that Danny's, what Dan, let me, let me help people understand what Danny's comment is here. Danny's saying, I doubt they can do it. And what Danny, I don't want to put words in Daniel's mouth, but what Danny is truly saying is this market will get Jay Powell before he gets to the market. I explain the market will pull back so sharply that Jay Powell can't raise rates. And when he says he can't raise rates, 
the market then will then uh, grab Well, not it. only for market, for economic reasons and for right. market no. reasons. He, it, he, right. They can't kill this thing, but they need to shock it. So anyone ever shock a pool to get it uncloudy? Anybody ever like, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think he'll jawbone about it enough yeah. just to spook it. And, that, and that's what's going to happen. You don't think he'll actually raise rates? He may raise rates a uh, quarter point yeah. or maybe, maybe half a point. But there's no way he can raise it in earnest right. like he really probably should as a responsible parent. But, no, he, if he raises oh, rates Hold on, pause. Earnest, we need a tone on, Danny. You're clearly doing fireside chat type stuff. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah right. come on. Let's let's, let's sorry. Be, go let's, ahead. Let's Danny. make sure yeah, we're let's, a pro. Let's make sure we've D- got this. Geez, Danny, when you're going to go into um, warm knowledge, Danny, not spice rub, Danny. We need we need we need the mood set. Okay. Now, is he really going to raise rates? If he tries to raise rates in earnest, you're going to explode the deficits because the cost of borrowing for the government goes way up. You're going to hurt the housing market significantly, refinancing will absolutely come to a halt, and you're going to have the cost of borrowing go up. They box themselves in the uh, corner. It's a Hobson's choice. By the way, they caused this problem to begin with, with loose money on the front side. So now you're asking the same people that fix. Remember, uh, we're trying to get inflation up to 2%. We're going for a target rate of inflation at 2%. Mm -hmm. They got it times four. Here's what I think is going to be the best sector to invest in in 2022. I'm going to lay, what is, what is, what is today's yeah. date? What is today's date? 10th. 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 15 days before the baby Yazoo shows up. 15 days. By the way, saw the best, uh, uh, saw the best pun about uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary. Oh, yeah? Yeah, would you like to hear it? Please. No, see, I did. I just wanted to make sure. I wasn't sure. I yeah. wanted to see if Danny gave me the so, signal. Go ahead. So, uh, the, I'm <laughs> yeah, gonna, I, just, just, just be careful. Have the <laughs> yeah, have market tape ready. Have that. Yeah, perhaps, have perhaps we should mar- yeah, look, look at where we are on the on the. Did, did Alex yeah, yeah. say market, useful so or useless? Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Go so, ahead. So. Uh, it, the the little quote goes. It, it, it was meant to be like a Bible verse or like one of the one of the stories in the Bible. Mm-hmm. As, as Mary finally got the baby Jesus to sleep that night, a little boy showed up with his drum and said, "You know what this woman needs? <laughs> a drum solo." <laughs> so, fair. It's a good one. Yeah, that's fine. That's totally fine. Yeah, See, useful. You never know with Tim. <laughs> no, From don't. now on, what, yeah. we're gonna, what we're going to do is we have now on mark mark the tape here, Zach. Yeah. On December 10th, 2021, we created the Alex Useful or the Alex Useless scale of rating things. Perfect. It's either useful or it's useless, and we attribute it to Oh, Alex. gosh. I am not that big of an ego maniac to judge you. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we have got it. Was it useful <laughs> or useless? One that, or the other. That's, see, it's, the, it's those small jokes. Like, it'll be a year from now, and, like, every now and then we'll just slip in, was it useful or useless? Only people who listen to this episode will get the inside joke. That's why we try to let people into the tent. We try to backtrack slightly every now and then uh, to get more people in to enjoy uh, the inside jokes because that would make, that's what makes, honestly, the show fun. By the way, speaking of which is, uh, before I get to the best sector of 2022, uh, it, it, the markets can be a grind. Like, they can really wear you down. And so um, I think this is an awesome time to step back, reflect, recharge, um, find a way to recharge. And... I, that's, why I, that's why I believe our role in this universe 
is to always provide useful, helpful information. But we can't treat finance like it's this cathedral. Oh my gosh, if you want seriousness, turn on the news. Go read, go, go read the crime blog in your local paper. Like, like, just live life. Like, there is such a thing and a value to escapism. And the fact that we found a formula to give people an escape for maybe 50, 110 minutes. I promised Danny I'd be out in 57 today. Like, like to give people that out and just enjoy and learn at the same time. Come on, people. It can't be that bad. And so the best sector. So, Danny, let me just recap Danny's thoughts as we uh, re-engage into the fireside chat. Danny's saying that they're going to slow the economy down. And that'll be bad for, you said, uh, jobs and you see. <laughs> the sad part is they may not even do it on purpose. Congress right. may screw up the economy. <laughs> I mean, it may not even be on purpose. <laughs> sure. But here's what I believe, that uh, I believe savings. And, and just because of reading, it's not like, well, I believe it. No, I've read it. But I, I do believe that savings are at an all-time high. Mm -hmm. That uh, in when you – I don't like saying historical perspective. Because I don't think it's relevant what my parents paid for a mortgage whenever they paid a mortgage. Historical perspective is now like 10 years. Like, what are, what are mortgage rates now, right? You know, by, by Danny's parents, historical. Well, that, that's, again, because yeah. the Fed of manipulation. Understood. Totally Understood. outside the bounds. I do think rates are going to drift higher. But within recent memory, they're still going to be towards historic lows. Mm -hmm. And any slowing that j Powell is going to do will positively affect the housing market. Hear me out. Hear me out. So I do believe that the best sector of 2022 is going to be housing, construction, materials, uh, people building things, people moving into things, restoration hardware, filling your home with things. Here's why. We need it to slow down. There's so many people out there looking for homes right now. And it's still, even though it's slowed down from this phonetic pace, uh, earlier this year and last year, the builders are still they're, they're not the supply chain hasn't caught up. They're still squeezing people. There's contracts that are still being written that are giving the builder the ability to squeeze tens of thousands of dollars more at closing out of prospective home buyers. And if the home buyers don't buy it and they've already sold their home, now they're out in the street. Like that's still happening. And listen. If you're a stock nerd yelling at me right now, just look around where you live. If you're in Podunk and it's not like that, it's because you're living in Podunk. It's location, location, it's like, location. Just, just think outside of your bubble for a minute. How dare you talk to me like that, Tim? Look, I get your emails, people. I respond on the air. So it's like that in a lot of places. And just by the way, just because it's like that here doesn't mean it's like that everywhere. But I'm seeing enough that I believe it's, it's, the, it's a lot of places right now. It's off market. Well, what's off market, Tim, for housing? Oh, spring. Spring is on market. <coughs> Kids getting ready to move. You want to move in summer. You want to start the new school year. Families drive market cycle in, in real estate. Homes are coming in, in this part of North Texas now. That is very um, local, and we're a global show. But in this part of North Texas, Homes are coming on the market, and the average is a week on the market mm -hmm. still. Mm -hmm. and, and the average is a week. It's December. Who the heck wants to move before Christmas? The demand is still there, folks. And so it is my belief that a slowing down of things 
stock market, economy, is going to allow some of these supply chains to catch up. And the people that have been waiting to buy homes are going to, in mass, come out of the woodwork. And all the homes that, I, I think housing is going to be where you want to be in 2022. And that'll probably satiate the demand. 2022 is probably the year we start to satiate the demand for housing. It hasn't been satiated yet. It's, well, it'll be interesting to see. And again, we always rely on price and volume, so it doesn't matter. But some areas are actually starting to exhibit slowdown. Now, Texas and Florida are just booming. Right. The, you know, well, booming. Right. No income. I mean, no income tax. Yeah, and so you've got political reasons for that. Yeah. But, but because it's a, it's a friendlier environment. Right. So you've got people to work here. You know, an interesting fact I saw that the traditional family Mm -hmm. Has actually dropped to a like 50, 60 year low, yeah. where it's only 19% of the population just 30, 20, well, 30 years well, ago. Well, it, 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 it was 19 million. Yeah. It, it used to be like 40, 45. So now, so that's kind of interesting you say that, you know, the families yeah. and the people that drive the move. Mm -hmm. I w I'm curious to see if that continues. Danny, that have you seen my child output? I am picking up uh, the well, slack. You're picking for, up the slack for you're, everybody. You're, picking, you're definitely picking up yeah. the slack. Someone said, how many kids you have? And they just looked at me like, you had a good pandemic. And I'm like, yes, we did. And so, <laughs> so listen, I think, um, I think housing is where you're going to want to be. I think uh, there's d d multiple ways to play it, right? We don't, we can, we can. Lowe's has been doing really well. So uh, I, I, it could be that simple, right? As Lowe's is Home Depot. I, I also, the home builders, like, I haven't looked at any of these charts, like LGIH, you know, DR Horton, Dr. Horton. Um, there's, there's multitudes of ways to look at it, but I believe that's the area that's going to shine. And I, and I, and I, I, I think it will, like, we'll, we'll hear stories like homes are staying on the market a little bit longer, but that's, what's going to get people to come out. They're fearful right now that they're not going to even, why even try? They spent six months looking for a home. You're saying there's people waiting in the wings for a pullback to come they back went and out buy. And they investigated yeah. homes. Yeah. They went out and investigated homes. And they're like, this is stupid. Why are we wasting hours on a weekend? It's me. I'm doing that. Oh. Yeah, my wife and I wanted to buy a house this last year. We looked for six months. We were like, nope, just going to wait. There you go. Yeah. I think 2022. I, I'm on the show when I do that. Yeah, yeah I think 2022 is your year to shine. Probably. I think that. I think people get spooked by whatever yeah. happens in the market, whatever happens with uh, fiscal policy. And then, but you're going to be like, wait a minute, prices are, I'm not saying they're dipping. Yeah. I'm just saying that it's, it's not this massive rush and it feels un, it feels unresearched. You're, you're waiving inspections. Right. I, I think it, some tiny bit, yeah. poquito, uh, a bit of normalcy comes back. I hope so. Yeah. I yeah. do too. So listen, continuing on with the fireside chat, target date funds, completely different. So Danny, um, we, we, I want to be careful here. I don't want to, I don't want to reveal too much because we're gonna we're, we're um, look oh, we're like Dragnet, man. All the stories you're about to hear are true. The names have been changed for uh, to protect the innocent or whatever. Whatever the intro the Dragnet was, right? <laughs> whatever that intro was. Dun, Just dun, the uh, facts, man. Oh, Just hey, uh, let's get a Dragnet Joe Friday on the. Uh, and something else, like like as part of your background. Let's be honest. Put it where Don is. I'm definitely culturally lacking on Dragnet information. Oh, like, that's all right. You can yeah. figure it out. It's the, it's the Google. <laughs> Dra Dragnet might be beyond my pay grade. Um, so, <laughs> first time those words in a sense have been uttered together. Maybe. Dragnet may be beyond my pay grade. Dragnet may not, yeah. Um, so, Danny uh, 
has uh, listen people come to us all the time and they're like will you evaluate uh, this annuity or this insurance plan we don't sell stuff like this and so you're getting a really unbiased look at products that people are trying to sell you and um, one of them that came across the transom was super interesting and the thing that stuck out like and and, and we're going to go do a deeper dive on this maybe maybe at the, towards the end of the year or the start of the new year maybe on this very particular one but uh, the obvious are fees and a bunch of other things but the one that stuck out to me the the facet of this pro plan that stuck out to me was the the staticity the lack of movement, the lack of fluidity in this plan. This plan had, um, I, they weren't target funds, but they were specific increment amount funds in it. This annuity, it had, uh, like I said, it doesn't matter what it is, and I don't, I don't want to actually uh, tell people what it is, but it was a 70-30 mix of something and something else. And my very first thought when I saw this was, well, what happens if that's the wrong mix? Well, or if it changes. Well, hold on. <laughs> like, think. I want you to think about this as like. And Danny's right. Like, I, I, I think in picture. I think in analogy. Like, so there are like voices that, that like. I, that's how my mind works. I see in pictures, and the picture that popped into my head was, how many times, how many years do they get the flu vaccine wrong? Because they have to guess at what variant of the flu is going to be out there. And if they guess wrong, more people get the flu, you know, like if you take that vaccine or not. And, and I'm like, well, what if this is the wrong mix? And so let's pretend that this was heavy, you know, like this was um, heavy bonds, light stocks. See, this is the problem with staticness in any portfolio, whether it's an annuity or a target date fund. And if you don't know what target date funds are, like imagine you're 21 and you're going to retire in 2075. So you would buy a fund labeled 2075 target date fund. Boy, you started work awfully young. It, okay, let's say that you're in a target <laughs> well, date. Yeah. Let's say that you're Joe, Joe Friday from Dragnet and you're going to retire in 2030. So you're in a 2030 target date fund, okay? And 10 years later, it's 2040, 2045. Yeah, yeah. And so what these funds are designed to do is stay with you for your entire journey through, through investment, your, your best working years when you can invest in yourself. Sounds great on paper. Here's the problem with staticnicity, the act of being static, not moving, rigid in your thought process, might I say that what if what if the facts change so as you get older these things are designed to have a glide path to retirement meaning you would take less risk and more stableness right and that would that would smooth it out like we're just going to glide in on in there what does that mean in the investment world well folks that means less equities more bonds so as you is you approach that last 10 years and especially that last five years, we are risk it. We're getting more and more risk adverse every day that ticks by towards your retirement date, towards the target date, we are going to take less and less risk to the point where you don't even go outside anymore. You draw the blind <laughs> shut and you're like, no, you're living like Howard. Draw, Hughes. draw the blind shut, wear a mask inside. You're Howard Hughes. <laughs> you're not going anywhere. 
You're you're just like air purifiers, sanitizers. You're you're the person wearing a mask inside your car. Can I put my Tim Turpeter on for a minute? Yeah. Because you, you talked a little bit in analogies. Bottom line, you pick a target 2045 fund because you're young. So you don't retire to 45 years. So you pick that one fund and stick all your money in that. Right. And they do a pie chart for you. Well, in 2045, it's all go-go emerging markets and tech stocks. Right. As you get older, like Tim said, you get to 2035, then it's about a 60-40 mix, 60 bonds and stocks. Mm-hmm. The last five years, it's going to be almost all bonds. It doesn't matter whether right now, say you've got mostly technology, go-go tech stocks, right. and the market's blowing up, and it's like a tech wreck of 2000 or, or uh, 2008 financial crisis, your stuff is just getting creamed. Right. Con- and likewise, if you go into the bond time at the very end, if we have really high inflation or rising interest rates, the last thing you want is bonds. So it doesn't matter. Right. So it really is what's in the economy, not your age. And let me let me build upon what Danny's saying here. So the last, since 08, so if you, if your target date fund, like if you're getting older, and we've touched on this, because in our shop at Revere, we're, we're, we're flexible. We, we our, our mix is 70% fundamental, 30% technical, always, always, always with the cell discipline. I rarely say the word never, okay? Because never is an absolute, and there are no absolute. There are very few absolutes in life. This is one of them. At Revere, you will never ever get 2008ed, and you're like, well, how can you prove that, Tim? You don't know anything. Well, one, thank you for listening, person that doesn't like me. Two, look at how we handled March of 2020. That started setting up in the end of February, and you can go back and watch the videos. And Don and I just talking about what's what's coming, what's processing. You can see it in real time. You can go back and we send you the videos. And, and you may miss out on a few rallies to the upside. You just don't get creamed on the downside. Yeah. What's more important as you had, what's more important, stock nerds, and I want you to hear this. Oftentimes, you're just concerned about gains. Might I, might I suggest that you concern yourself more with the return of your principal? Because it, it, it doesn't seem like you'd want to be concerned with the return of your principal when markets have gone like a hockey stick up. There's going to come a moment in time where it's going to sell off substantially. Hockey stick down, yeah. And it, it, it doesn't have to be a crash. If we got a 30% correction and then... <laughs> That's pretty close. Well, hold on. If we got a 30% correction, but not 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 like the elevator. 50, you're right, right. Not like it was in March right, of 2020. Right. I just meant gradually. Right. And then it buoyed up you're to... You're talking about a bear market. Yeah, yeah. It, and it buoyed back up yeah. to just a 15% loss at the end of the year. If you've got a million dollars in retirement, whether or not it buoys back up to 15% losses, a 30% loss means you're now left with $700,000. How do you feel with three hundred thousand dollars less? Well, the yeah, quickest way to figure that out, yeah, to figure that out, get a target date fund. To figure that out, go index only with no sell discipline. Here, we pride ourselves on always knowing that. Look, we're not going to say you're not going to take some losses, but the losses, Danny, were like five and six <clears> percent <throat> in the month of March when the indices were down thirty-five. That is a great example of what we do here at Revere. So now, 
It was eight and nine percent to clarify. Uh, pardon me, it's uh, it's been over a year. Yeah, yeah. So, look, the target date funds or anything that's static. Once you sign the contract of an annuity, you're in. For the most part, you're in. You're locked in. For those commissioned annuities, yes. Yeah, and what if the what if the facts change? If you in the last since two thousand and eight. You needed to be skewed heavy equity, not bonds. You needed equities. You needed heavy equities. Imagine the person retiring in 2020, right? They rode that elevator down, and then, and then they didn't have enough equities to make, to make up a difference in their portfolio. Like, you, you look at what's on paper. What about missed opportunity? It's tremendous. And the, this is the problem. There's two problems with annuities that are, especially annuities that have the staticness to them, the one, like the one we reviewed. One, they're not sold by, they're insurance salespeople. They're not fiduciaries. That's a big deal. A fiduciary has a sell discipline. A fiduciary doesn't let you get 2,008. A fiduciary updates you on the facts. Once you're in this product, and a lot of people treat target date funds like this, like, well, I'm in it, set it and forget it. What happens after 30 years of being, or 25 years of being in a target date fund? What happens if the target's not hit? You just missed 25 years. And now what I'm about to say is sad, but it's true. There's a number of people that listen and they call us. And they've missed their targets. And now they're sweating. And, and look, we, we're not going to take exponential risk for you to make up 25 years. What we're going to do is apply our methodology, 70% fundamental, 30% technical, and a rigid, undeniably successful sell discipline to make sure that no harm is done to you or very, very little harm is done to you. But these annuities can't do that because they're not fiduciaries. They're salespeople. They're insurance salespeople to be specific. And so whether you're in a 70-30 split, whether it's equities or bonds, bonds or equities, whether they put you in a target date fund, none of it matters because there's not anything in your livestock nerds that is static. Ford Pinto was a great car <laughs> until it wasn't. <clears throat> your spouse was a great spouse till he or she wasn't. The facts change. And you need adaptability and flexibility. And these people and these products don't offer that to you, but they don't care. And just one more fireside. And, and they're <clears> very <throat> expensive. Well, just one more fireside chat note before we go to Hunter, which I promised in 27 minutes. And we wrap up. We go Hunter quickly, Alex quickly. Alex. Alex. Hunter's having a few technical difficulties. Didn't know that. Oh, that's yeah, what you were saying? Text, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can't. I, 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 know, I, I know. I know. Yeah, well, I appreciate I'm, that. I'm your wingman, baby. I oh. got you. I got you. Well, that, I, well, I miss that, Hunter. That explains why he's been so still. And, <laughs> by, by the way, by the way, I would like to clarify one comment you made. It's not quite correct. You Be said fidu not all fiduciaries have a sell discipline. Oh, okay. There you fiduciaries go. Fiduciaries just mean they represent you and yeah. they and they don't work on commissions and they don't sell expensive products, right, right, surrender right. penalties, whatever. You can be a fiduciary yeah. and believe yeah. in your heart 
that if you do that asset allocation model and pie chart, you'll be okay at the end of the day. We don't. Right. We have a sell discipline, but more often, but so some fiduciaries have a sell discipline. A whole lot don't. Right. So but, I just but, wanted to clarify that. But the person who. Um, but you want a fiduciary. Right. You, like when, when you have something that ails you, whether it's your heart, mm-hmm. your liver, your kidneys, your stomach, you're sick. You don't want a doctor that's going to make a huge commission on the, pro, on the, on the thing no, he's going to put I, in your heart. The heart do it even yeah, more simple. The pacemaker. Oh, yeah. I'm going to use this pacemaker. I get a big commission on it. And, no, so, yeah, and well, it doesn't you, work you, as well. You could use your example. Or I was going to say, you don't, you don't take your health ailments to your auto mechanic. Right. Why are you taking your fiduciary issues to an insurance salesperson? That, that that genuinely makes no sense to me. One so last. Some people note. don't know. Well, that, that that's why we're talking about it, and and this yeah. is and as we this is why the fireplace. As we gather towards the holiday season, and and people inevitably want to talk markets or crypto or whatever you want to talk about, I choose to arm stock nerds with interesting information, fact based information that they can then uh, choose to engage with anybody they want to around the dinner table, the coffee table, the coffee, the co- coffee table is a good place to engage people. Now listen, coffee one, talk. Uh, coffee talk. <laughs> one last thing. You don't realize it. When people talk annuities or they talk insurance products, right? There's something called the surrender penalty. If you're not familiar, it's ridiculous. You have to pay a penalty to get your money back. That's what it is on the surface. If you want to know how much the salesperson is making off of you and how much of your money is not going towards the investment. Up front on day one. How much of your money is not going towards being invested. Look at the surrender penalty. The surrender penalty is the commission. Tim, what do you mean? Well, you see, the house, whether it's Lincoln Financial, whether it's uh, State Farm, whatever the insurance company is, the house never loses. So they paid the insurance salesperson the commission. Up front. Yeah. Should you leave before the, uh, the house can make back their money off of you, they're going to get their skin and then some by making you pay a penalty. And that, my friends, should absolutely, positively be illegal, in my opinion. <laughs> so with that. Well, now, one more. Th- so they're actually... What? annuities out there that are no commit not that i'm still a big homer for those i'd right. still rather have the money just in a in a brokerage account but there are annuities that are no load no commission fee very low cost structure you never hear about them because they're not big right. commissions and they don't make you, a bunch of money. financial and, and, and they've got to actively manage them they got to right. watch them and they don't want to do that prudential ain't talking about that <laughs> get a piece of the rock my butt like they're, they're not going to tell you that Pet be- rock yeah, pet rock. <laughs> All right, so with that, stock nerds, we, we leave the warmth, the glow of the fireside. And we go to... Oh, Hunter's back on. Is he working? No, no, no. He's, oh, he's not. He's oh, that's crap. a still picture. All yes. right. And we go to he Alex. He looks like he's hard at work, though. Like He, he <laughs> looks like he's really working on it. And yeah. we go to Alex. Alex, what's your brother? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to go over a couple of things that Hunter um, wanted me to go over for sure. him. And if you could pull up <clears throat> SOXX which is the semiconductor yeah. ETF. Here we go. And he wanted to talk about the disparity between that, um, ITB, and uh, IYT. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you could uh, pull up ARC, and you could see how some of these uh, groups have been very strong. Meanwhile, 
these high growth speculative names have been getting blasted like an arc fund would own right um so that that was something you wanted to uh, pull up also there's been a flight to safety if you can pull up the dia which is the dow jones uh, etf mm -hmm. and then if you compare that to iwm which is the russell 2000 the russell 2000 also i was going to go over this too i'm glad that hunter brought this up this is to me it's a it's an under the radar bear market because if you go from february to now it hasn't done anything and then that's under the 200 day moving average if you have any chart and your price of that whatever you're trading or looking at is under the 200 day for a good amount of time like this is to me that's bear market for that particular for the russell 2000 now the s p 500 is near all-time highs so there's a massive um, division between these big, like you were talking about before, with like the apples and the Google, not the equal weighted S and P. That's the point. Yes. Yeah, not the equal weighted. Like I, <clears throat> so yeah, that's what he wanted to talk about is that disparity between, um, you know, IYT socks and then compared to the Arc and then IWM with uh, the Dow Jones. So it's just indicating that there might be some flight to safety going on and. Maybe Apple is is kind of like that play too. Maybe these people and funds are buying Apple as a protection against uh, you know a little bit of a choppier time because it's so liquid and it has such a big uh, cash hold. I think what do they have like nine hundred billion in cash on hand? Eight hundred billion, something crazy. They got some so their change. fundamentals are look, look, yeah. They got this, some change. Yeah. So Alex, look, it's yeah, pretty rock solid. Look at this disparity. Look, I was just looking at the contracts. You can see the contracts here being being bought right now and sold, and that's moving. And then I'll, I'll move the marker, and you can see the average. Excuse me, the average is next to it. Uh, what the average contract is. Um, Interesting. Yeah, and so, but look at the volume. Look at the volume on the down days here, and the, we'll just yeah. count the last ten. So here, distribution. Look. That's what distribution. Yeah, this is. this market is distributing, and that's the whole one, two, three. We talked about this last week, and you know, if someone was watching. It would have, uh, you know, maybe not bought into this rally and and realized that, you know, and then Dan brought up that fact that some of the biggest updates in markets have been during, you know, corrections. That the, 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 here's the thing. We haven't got, even gone down 10%. So the label as correction isn't even technically correct. So it's very hard. It's just a choppy, very choppy, volatile market. I mean, VIX got to extremes last week. I think we peaked around, what was it, 32 now it's back down to 20, which is a volatility index that people don't know what the VIX is, D-I-X. Um, the put-call ratio got up to 1.2. That, that was showing extreme fear, which is when people buy puts. A put contract is basically you're saying the stock's going to go down. So it, it's, it's the vice versa thing. So if those get to extremes, usually the market comes back a little bit or we get a bounce because yeah, yeah. things are oversold. Now that we've digested that selling, do we go back down? I don't know. It does appear that way because it looks like we're hitting some overhead resistance. Um, I, I'm really, I don't have many individual names because nothing's setting up with a good risk to reward. I'm not seeing an edge. I need an edge to to want to really get some conviction and really buy a stock to potentially make a profit on. So Apple, Google, these big techs, I'm watching those because they're now Apple's extended. And like, like you said, if that starts to 
I don't want to say the word crack because that just I'm not trying to like make it sound like, like create fear, but if that breaks, then like you were saying, that could uh, weigh down and those stocks without fundamentals, all those archetype names, those are going to get whacked first. And they've already been like pull up, uh, pull up a name that has fundamentals. Look at Square. This has been on a downtrend for months. Yep. It, this is a horrible looking chart. And then CrowdStrike, that's another one. And this is why I say that Russell and some of these are this. That looks like a that looks like a bear market chart, and you would never know looking at the S and P five hundred that a great name like that, like it was last year, is in such a bad downtrend. So, I, th- I think all all we can really go from here is just keep watching, you know, the, your your individual names, watch the overall health of the market, and uh, you can't just buy and leave it like Tim was saying. And this is why it's so important to have maybe a fiduciary, an active manager, you know, help you out if you need that help. I'll tell you what, that is a great point. Uh, was that all you had, Alex? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you yeah, off. Yeah, that's it. Awesome. Okay, no, Danny, no, that was it. Here we go. Normal outro. Now do the short one, okay? Normal outro. And then uh, the, that's the, uh, it's the same outro every, every week, folks. <laughs> I just, every time I say, Danny, do the short one. And that's the joke. Um, and then I've got one last thing. I'm going to give people one, one last thing they can do to put themselves on the right side of the trade. Folks, listen, if you like what you heard, please tell a friend, tell a neighbor. Just send them to <clears throat> revereasset.com. You can find all of our information, our research, and our, our, our short video, market videos. Every day the market was open going back years. Um, you can reach out any of us if you've got any questions or comments, want a complimentary portfolio review, or just have topics you want to talk about on the show. Just go to Dan at Revere. You can email Dan at RevereAsset.com, Tim, Don, Hunter, or Alex at RevereAsset.com. And you can always call us old school at 855-REAL-WEALTH. Two things. So uh, someone might say, Tim, this trading community, how do you get uh, involved with it? These people that follow the work we do at Revere with Hunter's videos, Alex's videos, Don's videos, uh, and the podcast. Well, you just email. Email me. I can introduce you to the people that administer the group. There's no ownership of the group. It's just... They just administer it. Someone has to administer it. Um, look, not a tout service. I want to make sure I make that clear. Uh, it is a learning, enriching each other environment. Um, now, Alex had some really interesting things here, talking about CrowdStrike and Square. We're going to do this drill together. I used to teach this. Maybe I'll teach it at the end of the year again. I used to do the four questions when I worked at IBD where I created these four questions that really keep people on the right side of the markets. But mm-hmm. I also used to do this, and then I was made fun of this, and then I still did it. Uh, because I think it's helpful to understand when there's distribution. So you can do, I use, people saw me doing this just a few seconds ago on a daily chart of the indices, but I've got a weekly chart up right here of crowd. And so we're gonna count back 10 weeks. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. Right there is 10 weeks. How many weeks, and then what you're looking at, green bars would be accumulation volume above this line. This line is the 50 day simple moving average across my volume, okay? So how, I'll just keep drawing it across. How many green bars do you see in the last 10 weeks of CrowdStrike? Hmm. Above that, none. And then how many red bars? Three. That's, so like if you're, and someone would say, Tim, what's the purpose of this? Well, let's say you really like CrowdStrike. Like you've done the research on CrowdStrike and you're like, I need to own this stock. Why would you own it? when the people that control the market the institutional money selling are selling it and that that's the whole point of this drill 
It gives you a fact-based look at what distribution is. And when they say someone's trash, <clears throat> excuse me, is another man's treasure. No, no. Someone's trash is your trash too. <laughs> on this, on this in, in this yeah. case, we'll do one in, more. In the markets, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in the markets, someone's trash is your trash. Don't go, don't go dumpster diving. So here's Square. Well, let's, uh, let's get Square up here. I'm going to drill in. And this is the last one we'll do. And so we'll count about 10. Wait, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10. That is the 10th two. week right there. You've got two selling weeks, no, no institutional buying weeks. And by the way, what constitutes an institutional selling week and an institutional buying week? You have to get over this 50-day simple moving average for volume. And you can like Square. You can use Square. But um, it's just the facts Big institution yeah. money's not buying right now. Oh, that's it. Do you want to? Do you want to? Okay, this is the last, last one, last thing. Consumer alert, Zach. Cue the consumer alert. Consumer alert. Holy hell! Um, I, I'm not making this. So I don't use Venmo, but I use PayPal. Mm -hmm. So uh, Venmo, like I got an offer from PayPal. Venmo is owned by PayPal. So I got an offer from PayPal. Hey, will you sign up for Venmo? And we'll give you 10 bucks. And I'm like, yeah. Like, uh, no, I'm not above picking up 10 bucks from the street if I see it, right? If it's just laying there by itself and it's lonesome. Free Chipotle and, burrito. Right. And well, I, I, I was mm -hmm. just going to buy some crypto with it and see, like, if I never ever touch it, what it is. You know what I mean? Like, you see, he bought $10 worth of Bitcoin in 2012 and now he's a gazillionaire. Like, could I do that? Maybe. And so um, I bought some crypto with it. And I never use this Venmo app, but the, I, this is the, like the one time I did. I'm looking at it like, what do I find where the, where the, how to do this, you know? I'm like, what's the price of the crypto? Like, where do I buy it? Oh my gosh, Daniel. Every, every one of my contacts, I figured it out. I didn't realize it when I permissioned Venmo, just like, you know, just like how many people do. Every one of my contacts purchases through Venmo was listed in my feed in Venmo. Yeah, they're all public. Oh my gosh, yeah. this is dumb. Yeah, this I mean, is, you can you can set a private. Can, no, I said it private. I made it private, but I don't think people know. A and lot here, of people probably don't. No, yeah. and this is why it's a consumer. Cue the consumer <laughs> alert music. This is why it's a consumer alert. Yeah, because. I'm not saying people want to know your per like like maybe you got nothing to hide. Well, who cares if they know I go shopping at the Piggly Wiggly? Yeah, fantastic. But maybe there's something you don't want out there. You should if you're if you're using Venmo, there is a social feature in this app that they ain't telling you. And by the way, if uh, if a if a consumer if a data miner is wicked smart, what they're gonna do is they're gonna buy a bunch of your contacts off the dark web. Okay. And they're going to make them their contacts, open up Venmo, and they're going to get data. And then they're going to start mapping the data. And then they're going to sell the data back to read. Listen, data is uh, the new oil, people. Look, if you don't want people to know who you're paying, what you're paying, you make fun of me, Daniel. But I'm going to give you the worst example I could think of. Oh, I've already thought of five. Jerry, Jerry Springer. Okay. The former mayor of Cincinnati. The man, the myth, the legend. The reason why he was the former mayor of Cincinnati is because he paid for a service uh -huh. with a check. <clears throat> okay. The 1980s version of Venmo. Venmo. Right. 
You don't pay for certain services with a check. Yeah. You might want to bring cash to that transaction. Mm. No. Uh, no. As long as you still can. I don't know what you're talking about. By the way, if anyone. I know what you're talking about. That might be a very valuable (laughs) cancel check if anybody has that in a collection. Yeah. But I I digress. (laughs) Go give that a Google. Yeah. There there are certain things you don't want. Like, it's just privacy, man. Like, I don't know why that's a feature of this app, but it shouldn't be. It's weird. I said almost everything to private yeah. yeah i mean even if i'm paying my buddy for pizza i'm like i don't want people to know i spent 12 dollars on pizza at my friend's house oh like, i don't like dumb. you know what they're gonna look at me going hey fatty why are you spending ten dollars on pizza yeah. you should be eating more lettuce that's right like if anything i would put the social thing back on yeah and like lettuce kale it's <laughs> <laughs> perfect kids these days yeah i'd, I'd let people wow tim's really eating healthy here by the way who's studying my purchases it's crazy so anyway insurance companies all right daniel take us home we'll talk to you next week on your money